Should be alright with this just being our intro song every week. Fuck it up. <laughs> Runs downstairs. What's up, Dan? Hope you're ready to fuck it up. Always. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. That is F It Up by Louis Cole. You can find that on YouTube and probably somewhere else. It is a fucking awesome song. How are you, Dan? I'm good. How are you? Doing okay. Doing okay. You tired? Tired, and I just, 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 just. Yeah. All right. No, I just feel. Uh, it's like every few weeks during the the quarantine during twenty twenty. How about we'll say, I just feel it getting to me. Mm. I, and, I, I get that. And like yesterday and today are those days for me. Which hopefully the podcast helps me uh, help me feel better. Will help me feel better. Because, yeah, it's just... I can just feel it getting to me. Mm-hmm. Joey, where are you going? I had the camera on you and everything. What are you doing? Don't, oh. don't smell the wall. That's weird. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening. This might sound stupid. Uh, a podcast where... Two stupid friends uh, watch every episode of Two Stupid Dogs and review them live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watch Cat Dog. <laughs> yeah. If this is your first time uh, checking us out, you can subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts, Google Play, which I think is going away and becoming YouTube Music. So I don't know how that's going to work with podcasts. Um, you can also follow us on Twitch. That would be really neat. What's up, AL Camp? First one in chat tonight. Again, two weeks in a row. Nice job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, follow us on Twitch. Just, you know, this might sound stupid on Twitch. And you can follow us on Twitter at TMSS underscore podcast uh, on Twitter at TMSS underscore podcast. Um, we are, as always, first and foremost, Brought to you by Joy the Good Boy. Joy moved, so I'm gonna have to move the camera. So we'll check we'll check in on Joey here. Give me one sec. It's right right now it's just blank. <laughs> How's that? There he is. I have a I have a theory Joey is camera shy. Oh yeah. He moves away from the camera. At some point he figured out what a camera was and then became afraid of it. Uh, I had a lady tell me once that my dog was a famous actor in a past life. 
And if you he he so he loved the camera, and if you looked at pictures in photo albums, you would see that the dog would always find a way into as many pictures as he could. This makes perfect sense. That lady was fucking crazy. Perfect yes, sense. we are brought to you by Joy the Good Boy. He's the oldest and best sponsor. We're also brought to you by Mike Long, a very talented designer uh, from Minnesota. He designed all our graphics. Joy the Good Boy sign sign emblem yeah logo both i love mike he's a great dude uh dan what are you drinking uh we're drinking a big old thing of rage quit rage quit i'm jealous that is my favorite pilsner oh god that was so loud it muted the audio is it juicy? Oh, that was good, actually. That's what a crowler sounds like when you pop it. Once you pop, Ugh. you cannot stop. How is it? As good as always. Rage Quit's my favorite thing Barrel Theory makes, I think. Okay. I want to go Rage Quit, Java Oats, Key Lime? Key, what is it called? Key, uh, Key Sublime. Key Sublime. They haven't had that one in a while. I think that would be the order. I am drinking a delicious basic. Ah, uh, yes. From Black Sack. It is a lemon zest blonde ale. They are wonderful to have after mowing the lawn. Just going to do today when I got home. And then I was like, oh, shit, it's definitely going to rain. I'm not going to start mowing the lawn. And then it didn't rain. So that was it neat. never rained at all. Nope. <laughs> so that was really cool so my lawn still needs to get mowed I'm going to open this beer now and drink it with my mouth because I didn't drink it after mowing the lawn perfect oh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big J's not here but this sip goes out to Big J ooh that is a Bro. good beer Bropes Bropes Don Lazio. Ostercamp. Don Lazio. That's my last name. Hammer and I have been watching a show where they speak a lot of German. No, Don Lazio is French. Whatever. Shut up, you <laughs> fucking nerd. But you are, in fact, watching a show where they do speak a lot of German. <laughs> that is also true. I didn't want to talk about that show anyways. <laughs> yes, Hammer and I have been watching Dark. It is a... It's really... An awesome show. I don't want to talk about it too much because I think everybody should watch it and don't get don't get got by spoilers. Oh yeah, we'll we'll talk about it later. That was one that. Um, well, Nammer and I are only in season two. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, like you had taken so long, and, like I, I like I wanted to talk about stuff like right after season two, just like concepts of like time, time travel, and stuff like that. But uh, that'll come. Uh, yeah, basically our daughter was born and when she, when you have a newborn, it is, when you have your first newborn, it can be shaky because you've never had a tiny little baby that you have to care for before and you can just be overwhelmed by it. But for our second baby, might not be true for everybody, but it was true for us. For our second baby, we knew, oh, like newborns are when they're super easy. They just... Sleeping at milk, sleeping at milk, sleeping at milk. 
it's like the way Aurora is now, I don't I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Amber yesterday were both talking about like, hey Aurora, if you're listening to this years from now, mark the date, July 9th, 2020. Your mom and I were both like, oh my God, I'm just sick of her. <laughs> Amber in chat says, lol, she's such a dick. Mm-hmm. This is when they're fucking hard. This is when they're, and then like my son, I love him to death. Obviously, I love my daughter too, if you're listening. Uh, I love my son to death, but he just talks all of all of the times. <laughs> and so you're just like, you're trying to pay attention to Aurora to make sure she doesn't kill herself. She's screaming and doing God knows what. And then Nemo is just talking and talking and talking and talking. And you're just like, please stop. So anyway, when they are newborns, you have far more freedom. Uh, (laughs) Amber says, and he just gets louder if you don't listen to him. (laughs) Mama, 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 mama. Nobody else needs to hear that. I don't know why I'm impersonating it. But yeah, when Aurora was born, we watched Dark. We would set up a night. We we would like lay her in bed and she would sleep and we would just sit and watch it. We, we each had one of my earbuds in and we would watch it on an iPad. And then she got older and because of the way we parent, we haven't been able to sit together and watch TV shows for over a year. Uh, and it's been nice to have my wife back. Although now that Aurora is getting like six teeth at once, it's been less. But we watched, what all did we watch? We've watched a few shows through now. We're getting caught up. But we're on Dark. What else did we watch? Amber, what was the show we watched before Dark? Oh, we watched Watchmen, and that was fucking great. Oh, yeah. Oh, and we watched, uh, oh, we've watched two space shows. Damn, we've watched a lot of shows recently. That was like, it, it's just so nice to have that, like, out, I get like an hour back with my wife every night, and it's very nice. Mm-hmm. We watched Space Force with Steve Carell, mm-hmm. which I like. Amber wrote Watchman <laughs> and Watchman. Uh, Space Force with Steve Carell, and then uh, Sector Five or something with Hugh Laurie. It's on HBO. Oh, I haven't watched that one where they're like kind of stuck in space or something like that. What's up, Shot? Shot says Pokemon. Pokemon? <laughs> Pokemon. Like it's called uh it's called Sector Five or it's something five. It's on HBO. It's got Hugh Laurie. It's about yeah, it's a, about a, it's space, about a cruise. space cruise. That one it was it took like three and it's not it's like a nine episode season, so I don't I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. But it took like three or four episodes to really grow on me. But then by the by the last episode of the season, we were really liking it. I was like, man, I'm bummed. It was like, it had it has some just like very dark humor in it, and it was cracking me up. Uh, yeah, and now we're on dark. We're watching that slowly. Dark is harder to watch because it's hour-ish long episodes. So if we, you know, watching half-hour episodes was far easier than like watching dark and you have to stop in the middle potentially and then you come back to it a day later and you're like what the fuck was happening yeah it is and there's no dark humor it's just dark yes. amber said thinky it is dark it is it is a it, it is a drama but it's very good need more beer i'm hungry man 
Um, but yeah, like I was saying at the at the beginning, it's yesterday and today. It's just like maybe all this week. I it just feels like like 2020 is just weighing on me. Mm-hmm. I'm just I I think a part of it was I think it was Monday. I read this week has gone by fast. I can't believe tomorrow's already Friday. I think it was Monday. Mm-hmm. I was reading an article about how bad Phoenix is right now. And their mayor mm-hmm. was like asking for help and asking for extra supplies and asking for nurses to be sent there. And it, there was just a part of me that was like, no dudes. It just, it feels like a, like a, a biblical, like a lesson, like a biblical lesson or something mm-hmm. where it's just like, everybody told you not to do it and you did it. And now you're like, please help us. Yeah. And there's like, obviously, it's inhumane to say no. There's a bunch of innocent people there, but there, there's that part of you that wants to be like, "Fuck you!" Everybody told you not to do this, you fucking morons. And it just since that, it's just like, I don't know. It's just it's weighed on my mind all week. You know what I mean? Where like I can't get that thought out of my head. Like so now, other states that are doing it right, you want their resources so that they have to take resources away from their from people who are doing the right thing i don't know it just Mm -hmm. it's a it's a really weird time to live in america where every like everybody wants it both ways and you just you can't have it both like and i feel like this pandemic is like a prime example of like you don't get it both ways Mm-hmm. You don't get to defy all the rules and then say, please help. <laughs> yeah. Um, or what Amber shared one with me uh, where it was like businesses wanted to discriminate against, uh, you know, gay and lesbian couples or whatever. And then what, what was it? Amber it was something like that. And then, but then if they, if they said that you weren't, you won't serve a mask, it, you won't serve somebody if they're not wearing a mask. It's like, Oh, you're restricting my rights. You yeah. don't, you don't get it both ways. Um, yeah. and yeah, so I don't know if that makes sense. It's it, for the most part, I think my, my headspace has been, uh, mostly all right. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Like my, well, I've obviously gone an up and down, but I bet I've been able to stay mostly positive. But like, do you get like that? Oh yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's you know like there are times when it's just like most stupid, yeah, and you're just like looking at the stupid people doing their stupid things, and it's like, well, it's just making. I wish you were such idiots. It's making me really sick of conservative culture and in like partially afraid of that the toehold that that culture has in our country of just this complete denial of everything based thinking (laughs) yeah and like it's weird because even if even if they get really sick for Mm -hmm. weeks on end but then come out of it they're still just gonna like by and large they would just be like i don't know it was was like a bad flu whatever and 
like they there's some weird disconnect where they don't get that like also though people are dying at an alarming rate yeah it's it's this weird thing where it's like the the a lot of people are finding out the hard way that like what the real cost of freedom of speech is in like especially like the recent brash of just people being like openly racist and like losing their jobs or losing, just like losing things. And it's like, there's all these people that's like who used to just think they could just say stuff. Like somehow like whatever they're saying was, well, yeah, I, I could, I could, I could say this and you know, but it's now so much more easier to call someone on their shit. You can, but it doesn't mean there's no consequences. There's, exactly. That's the, that's the true cost of freedom of speech is that you have to be willing to, face the consequences for the things you're saying yeah i think we've talked about that before i think you've is that a quote from somebody or is that just something we've talked about before uh, i'm sure we've talked about it. I, I feel like that that sounded almost like the difference between like nationalism and patriotism it almost sounds like you could make it like a benjamin franklin quote yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah you can say whatever you want it doesn't mean it's going to be consequence free though yeah um, yeah, and like there, there's a, there's a lot of uh, people that just saying bogus theories and like saying bogus stuff, but being like, I just want to have a dialogue about. It. It's like you're you're not having a dialogue. You're, you're coming from a, you're coming from a place of untruth and like non knowledge, and you and like you somehow want to meet halfway. It's like no, 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 because if we meet halfway, you're like that's that's not you're that's. The, uh, that's further from the truth than I am. Like, well, I'm not meeting you there. <laughs> not meeting you in La La Land. <laughs> uh, well, and like one of the things we talked about today, because we were working together today, and you, me, and uh, Rolo. Uh-huh. Hey, Kibby's back. What's up, Kibby? Uh, Kibby was helping with cleanup. Glad to hear it, man. I'm glad you're okay. I was genuinely, uh, I think it was this week. All the days blend together weird, but I was thinking about you, and I was like, man. Kibby hasn't been here in like three weeks. I hope he didn't get sick. I like I, all of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, there's a global pandemic. There's a possibility that Kibby got sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm glad you're okay, man. Good to see you. Um, yeah, you, me, and Rolo were walking out of work today, and I brought up like, it's you, me, Rolo, uh, Javin, and then uh, another coworker or two. Mm-hmm. We're in a giant gymnasium. You know, mm-hmm. it's easy. We work, I don't know, 50, 100 feet, if not more, apart from each other. Like, every once in a while, you have to pass, you know, six feet mm-hmm. by somebody. But by and large, we're very separated. But we're all still, we're in there wearing masks. And, and like, it just, I don't, I really, really, I think I went off on a tirade, like, at the end of the podcast when I had a, a decent amount of liquor in me last week. But it, it goes back to the same thing, like... I just don't get why you wouldn't. Yeah. I don't I don't get the complaint. And that's where I was saying the only thing I can think is that it reminds people of their mortality so their subconscious is, is raging against wearing a mask in whatever means it can. Because I literally twice today totally forgot I was wearing it and had like boobish dumb moments where once I took my water bottle and went to drink it and actually put the water bottle up against the mask and then I was like, oh, fuck, I'm still wearing the mask. <laughs> And then Javin brought us all lunch and I sat down to eat and like had a big bite and brought it up to my face with the mask on. And then it was like, oh yeah, the mask and took it off. And it just got my mind thinking like, 
who are these people that can't like I just I wish I wish more people would just be out there calling them babies. I don't I th- we don't have to go off on it again because I went off on it last week. I just I don't it's one thing I don't get. Yeah. No, it's 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 hard to comprehend. Uh but it's it doesn't I don't know. Because that's the thing, it's it's so it's one of those things that's so foreign okay. to like the way you think that it just it just seems like it just it just doesn't make I can't parse it. No, it's foreign is a great way to express it. It it's so foreign. It's just so far from how I would think about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I don't get it. Uh, yeah. Kibby says, no, I went downtown to help some of the businesses I've worked with on the music scene, cleaning up their stores, locations that were looted. Good for you, man. Yeah. Big time good for you. And uh, I don't live there, but thanks for doing it anyways. I'm glad to know mm-hmm. there's good people. I think there are a lot of good people. I'm, how about this? I'm glad to hear that about good people doing good things. I think, I yes. think by and large. Uh, was that you and me? Or me and Javin maybe were talking about something mm-hmm. where somebody was being shitty to an, like a, a mixed martial artist, like somebody who fights in the UFC. Or I can't remember who it was, but they were being shitty to him on Twitter. And then the, the fighter was like, would you say this to my face? And the guy was just like, oh, no. I would. Like, mm-hmm. He was just fully admitting, like, no, I would never say this to your face. And it's like, no, of course not. Why are you doing that at all then? I had, I think a few weeks ago, I I probably, I think, I'm pretty sure I said it on the podcast. Sometimes I'll be online and I'll be like, oh, I think the tide is turning. And maybe people are starting to get that, like, your speech on the internet is. You should just treat it as regular everyday speech. Mm-hmm. Like if you go back and look at my Twitter, because how old were you when we got Twitter? And nobody knew what it was. And you, all of your tweets were, you sent them from a cell phone. Crazy. I can't even remember. If you go back and look at my early Twitter, it's God awful. There's no yeah. way that it's not. Uh, and then at a certain point, you know, you kind of start to understand like, oh, this is, this is maybe speech I should be... This is more important than speech with people day to day. This is go, This can affect the, the psyche of people worldwide. You know, it's arguably more important that I, uh, I, I'm really careful with my speech online. Mm-hmm. It, 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 has a, it potentially has a broader impact than, you know... Then, like, if I ye- if I yelled at somebody at Target, and nobody recorded it, and it didn't go on the internet, it would affect that person pretty dramatically that I yelled at, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then they would just be that one person. I don't know. There's just a moment. Uh, sometimes I just hope there's a moment uh, for more people that I'm rambling. That your speech no, that your speech online is arguably more important. Not more yeah. important that it's it's its impact is broader. Yeah. And it it can, and without like context clues, it can be much harder to be elegant. (laughs) Correct. I wonder, uh, too, I wonder how many people 
maybe they don't even know it. I wonder how many people are like personalities online and are just trapped into being it now. Because I've thought about that before. Like, you know, what if we had started a podcast 12 years ago or something when I was in my early 20s and then you get attention and you get money for it and then all of a sudden, like, that's how, like, that's how you're making your money. Mm-hmm. So you're afraid of losing that audience. So you have to keep up this kind of rhetoric around your personality. It, it would just be such a weird trap to get into and it could potentially perpetuate. Yeah. Very awful things. No, no, I, I'm sure there, I'm sure there's, there's quite a few of, uh, uh, people that are, that got like either like YouTube or Twitch famous that after like, a year or so like in the game we're just kind of done with it but didn't know what else they could do well exactly if you if that's all you've done for you know my my example i always think of not that they're this way but h3h3 ethan and mm-hmm. uh oh shit i'm blanking on his wife's name gila gila thank Is you Hila? yeah uh <clears throat> they made they started making youtube videos and then all of a sudden they were like making youtube money which is really Mm -hmm. good money and then i mean ethan has even talked about it he got to a point where he's like i don't want to make these fucking videos anymore you know he just had no he had no inspiration he had no drive to make the h3h i don't know it'd be interesting to look on their channel and see like when's the last time h3h3 even published a video to their channel but they started a podcast Mm -hmm. i listened to their podcast for a while it's not a bad podcast but it wasn't it just wasn't for me Recently, they had Eric Andre on there, and I actually do. I want to listen to that one. Yeah, he's he's, he's been making the rounds. I think he has a, a he's got an Netflix album special. Up. Yeah, or Netflix special, I guess is the way to put it now. But Ethan is pretty honest about it. Like, he just didn't want to do it anymore. And mm-hmm. so what do you do if you get to that point? You're like, well, I don't have enough money to, like, retire. But this is all I've done for 10 years. So nobody's going to hire me to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do? It would just be a yeah. weird situation to get in. And I wonder how many people are out there just, and maybe some of them don't even know that they're trapped in that situation, but they are. Mm-hmm. They just don't let themselves think about it. I'm going to cut my fingernails. Getting long? Yeah. These days we're having, I feel so dumb explaining it to Amber how weirdly busy they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about today. Got there, started cleaning iPads, stopped for, what, 10, 15 minutes to eat lunch? doesn't take me long to eat Lisus. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, And then just, and then went literally right back to it. You're just so busy. Yeah, because like that thing, you were, we're just going the whole time. But it's weird that like, you're not stopping to do other things because you're like, your hands are, you're wearing rubber gloves for one, and they're covered in Goo Gone, Goo Gone or some other cleaning agent. So you don't want to touch your phone. You don't want to touch, like, you don't want to touch anything. So you're just, you sit, like, every time, for me, every time I get done cleaning a bin, it's like I put it back, and then it's like, well, I could look at my phone, but then I have to take my gloves, like, you have to. Mm-hmm. Or I could just start another bin. And then before you know it, you've been doing it for six hours. Yep. And your mind is... 
<laughs> fucking melted. I think one of our agree. I think one of our coworkers who I won't name today, uh I'm gonna try not to gender them. So there's really it'd be really hard to figure out. But this person I think at the end when they were done, they just sat at a table and looked at their phone for a little bit <laughs> and then went home. I'm pretty sure they were just like you know, it was like, all right, I'm going to take a break and look at my phone. And then a half an hour went by and you're like, fuck, I've been sitting here for a half an hour. And they were like, I'm, I'm not going to start another bin and just went yep. home. Cause I think we all left probably a half hour after they left. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to start another one. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's so dumb to say like, it's, you're constantly busy and it's really mind melty to clean iPads and Chromebooks all day long. Well, should we uh, move on to our topic? Kind of, sure. Kind of a quiet chat tonight. Who we got? Kibby. I don't know if Schwat's still here. Schwat might be maybe, driving. Maybe Schwat. Oh, maybe Schwat. Schwat doesn't drive on Thursdays anymore as far as I know. Well, I noticed on my, my recommended channels here. Oh, Schwat's still here. Uh, that uh, it looks like Sh- Sasha Gray is now streaming on Twitch. So we may have lost a bunch of viewers of her. I got to go. I mean, you'll get Last of Us spoilers. Don't watch it. Uh, will I? Oh, Sasha... That's what it says she's playing. Oh, Sasha Gray is playing Last of Us? Yeah. Oh, it's just her playing video games? I'm kidding. You're the worst! <laughs> Sasha Gray actually seems like she'd be pretty cool. Uh, Amber, if you're still watching, Sasha Gray's a porn star. Arguably the most famous porn star to, like... Definitely at one point, I'm assuming. At one point? Uh, I yeah, I don't, I don't know what her popularity is like now. Ten years or, ago, fifteen years ago. Let's go to like does it like he has some sort of like star meter. You can like type someone's name in. They'll play all famous there. Probably she was in. She's been in stuff, right? Like, yes. Wasn't she an entourage? I feel like everyone's an entourage at some point. If they were That's famous, right. in we Hollywood. had a cameo in entourage. That was weird. Yeah, we were just kind of in the background. Hey, being like cam- this show sucks. Cameo is a cameo. Surprised they kept us in. Rocks because we were saying this show. There's a character named Turtle? He looks like an idiot. Does he look like a turtle? He's like a weird short fat guy. I The only thing I've ever seen from Entourage, and I for some reason remember the character's name, I'm pretty sure it's Ari. Yeah, him swearing, that's all I know. He breaks <laughs> his cell phone. He like smashes oh. his cell phone against a wall or something. I, I have no... I have no context for why I saw that clip or anything. I just know that I saw it. Oh, yeah, and his, and his catchphrase, hug it out, bitch. That's his catchphrase? That's a really fucking dumb catchphrase. Welcome to the world of entourage. Man, that show sounds like it sucks. Did you ever watch it? No. Good. Supposedly just god-awful. All right. <clears throat> Well, on this Might Sound Stupid podcast, we have uh, one segment. Oh, Schwartz says you watched Entourage. Did you like it? Were you a fan of it? You watched the whole thing? I just want to know if he's a fan of it. Did you also watch Sex in the City? (laughs) (laughs) Schwartz says AMA. Uh, I feel like Entourage and Sex in the City are the same show, just one's for men and one's for women. There's a lot of, I feel like 
there are parts of the sh- the show Sex in the City that were a lot more uh, empowering and did better things for women as a whole. And Entourage was the worst of man <laughs> at all times. That sounds right. I don't know anything about either show. <laughs> all right. I have another zit. I don't know what I'm doing to get all these zits. Could be all that goo gone. It could be. Does chocolate give you zits? I've been eating, I've been craving chocolate more than I normally there's, do. There's a lot of oils in chocolate. I've been having at night. I've been having. Uh, I put a little bit of chocolate and a little bit of peanut butter on a Thomas's, on your face on a Thomas's English muffin. If you want to sponsor us, Thomas's English muffins, because I know you motherfuckers sponsor Comedy Bang Bang, and we're like, we're right there. Knocking and they back. have the they have the like the, the crevices, the good crevices. Dude, English muffins, I only really recently realized they're fucking great. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. That's why, that's why the whole country of fucking England's like, we're going to live and die for these. They're only 150 calories. And so at night, it's like if you want a snack, have a little Thomas's English muffin with a little orange marmalade. It's There's three things the English care about. The Queen, Premier League Soccer, and English muffins. They care about the Queen? And persecuting the Irish. Kibby says, I have a catchphrase I say at the beginning and end of all my shows. What is it? He also says lol, so I'm not sure if he's kidding. Um, okay. On this My Tell Stupid podcast, we have one and only one segment. Mm-hmm. It is called Rob's Random Topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the way it works. At some point during the week, Dan or myself... Uh, we'll text our friend Rob on a group chat and demand a random topic. Uh, whatever pops in Rob's head first is what he has to go with. That's the rule. The one and only rule of Rob's Rob's random topic is first thought, best thought. Uh, whatever pops into his head, he immediately texts us. And Dan and I just try to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not so Good. I feel like last week's was kind of lack lackluster. But we were, we we expounded on it. We did get to greatly. No, I'm not. I won't ever blame Rob when you're listening to this. I won't ever blame the topic. That's the fun part of it is that it's random and it could be a really dumb topic. Like when I saw the topic was just pop tarts. Mm-hmm. We need to go back and listen to that episode because my memory is that pop tarts turned out to be great. <laughs> And sometimes yeah, it, it went for a while. Sometimes you get a topic and it's just, I don't know, kind of falls flat. Uh, so life. I don't know how long this one's going to go because I feel like we're both going to have the same answer. Uh, I, already forgot the, I already forgot what the question is. Hold on, I'm going to read uh, Kibby's comment here. So stop kissing a can of Crisco and you'll stop getting zits. Duh. <laughs> there's no, listen to me, there's no Crisco in my house. There's no vegetable oil at all in my house. Uh, and he says my catchphrase, coconut oil. I guess olives are a vegetable, so I, I do have a vegetable oil. Bam. Lies. Uh, Kibby's catchphrase, all hail the grand poobah of geek. And no, it isn't a joke. <laughs> that makes me happy. Rob's random topic. Most laughable worst movie you've ever seen. 
It's the room. Okay. It's the room. Yeah. It's the room. Uh, I- ironic laughter. Well, I think that's what he means, right? Most laughably that, worst movie? That's the thing. It's either that or a movie that was so bad, it's... You... you Come on, get that. Uh, that's, that's the weird thing about The Room. It's like it's like it's it's like transcended being bad. But it is No, bad. the room is bad. Yeah. The room is not good. Also, you know what's funny? Basic when you're not hot. Uh-huh. And you or haven't like just mowed the lawn or something. Uh-huh. It's not as good. It's way better after like a bike ride or having just mowed the lawn on a hot day. When I'm just sitting in my air-conditioned basement, it's not as good. I'm kind of bummed that this was the one I picked to drink. Should've yeah, saved, I think it's just the way it is with that kind of, kind of beer and that uh, that latent sweetness and stuff like that. Of, yeah. Like the lemon zest is like that's that's the sort of thing you're looking for when you when you are hot. Hot. Uh, yeah, uh, The Room is a bad movie. Would you yeah. sit and watch The Room alone? Because I wouldn't. No, I would not. I would not. I would not. <laughs> That's stupid. Um, I'm trying to think of. I suppose any bad movie you wouldn't watch alone, but like the room hasn't gotten so bad that it's good. It's no. You can only watch it with people, and that because the fun is commenting on how fucking bizarre it is. Because like the, I feel like this is almost like a like a different. I don't know if it's a different side of the spectrum or not. Um, but like the, the dragon fled out my window. Uh, that oh, what the fuck? What was Blood Beat? Blood Beat. So that's a terrible movie. I might was, watch Blood Beat alone, though. That's the thing. So like, there's 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 different echelons of like these like like the room is an experience where Blood Beat is like a yeah, you're right because you do. That's a really good point. You do laugh at Blood Beat, but for. And watching Almost blood, different race. I don't know. watching Bloodbeat in a crowded theater was very fun. Yeah, you know what? So... I don't. I don't think. Maybe if I didn't have kids, or if my kids were older and didn't require as much time, and I had more free time, I would watch mm-hmm. Bloodbeat on my own. I would for sure just sit down and have Amber watch Bloodbeat. There, there's something about that's one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. There's something about a movie like that in the room that's trying to be so honest mm-hmm. that it's 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 humor and failure is more pure as opposed to the ones that like are winging at you while they're doing it. Well, what's an example of a movie that's like bad but is not winking at you and is also not honest or earnest? Because I agree with you. That's a, I think that's a good and interesting point, is that those movies were trying really hard to be impactful uh-huh. in a way in a way that they're not. Uh-huh. But what's an example of like a movie that's just so bad it's fun to laugh at? Um Wait, did you did you watch 
Fuck. The they the house get made on it. The uh I need more to go on. The guy who's like a Las Vegas real estate agent. No, uh, I did not watch that guy's movie. Okay. But that's that's not that's not what I'm looking for. I'm more looking no, for that, 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 that that's also that's also room sort of thing cuz he is also earnest what? in his filmmaking. Like he thinks he's making art. Yeah. Okay. I, what was the movie about the killer cat that gets onto a boat? Oh yeah. What was that movie called? Oh, I can't remember. I need I need somebody who's going to those secret screenings and chat yeah. to help me out. Yeah, well, I think we need, we need like a javelin in here to, to fully know. That is a great example of a movie that is not trying to be it's not trying to be artful or impactful in any kind of substantial way, but it's fucking hysterical. It was yeah. like they were trying to do a good job of making a horror movie. Like they, an okay horror movie. Yeah, but they just did. They made a bad movie. Um, I think that's a good example of what I'm talking about. Where like I, I think it's interesting what you're pointing out that Bloodbeat or, uh, the Room. Those directors were tr- they were tr- they were trying to make something that was artistic. Bloodbeat was. Bloodbeat was also trying to make a horror movie, but they were trying to make like a horror movie with commentary. Yeah. With uh, like social commentary specifically, I think about the dropping of uh, the two atomic bombs on Japan, if I'm not mistaken. Who knows? There's a Japanese samurai that was killed. I'm people. just saying, I think that's <laughs> what they were trying to, trying to I, comment on. I forget. Did they ever cut the scenes? I think they II? did. I think they do right okay. at the end. They have like okay. stock documentary footage in there. Okay. But I might be wrong. Um, okay. Schwartz says some real movies I've had legitimate uncontrollable laughter at in the theater. Cloud Atlas, never saw it. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I stopped watching. I thought it was awful. Not worth my time. The Hunted. Is that with, with Willem Dafoe? Del Toro? Fuck, I don't know what that is. Benicio Del Toro versus Tommy Lee Jones, I think. Oh, I think I have seen that. You, you probably watched that in the early 2000s. Yeah, 2003. I can see you watching that with like Donnie and I think me and Donnie and Matt watched that. It. I have zero memory of it. The Hunted. I think it's like two dudes fight it out. Are they, do, they the fight at, do they fight on a waterfall at some point? Oh, they're in the woods. They're definitely fighting by a waterfall. They forge knives and fight with them. Is, it, <laughs> is there a waterfall or water in the woods? There's got a be. river or something. Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Um, that that's an interesting. Is there any movie that I've just like laughed out loud at? I feel like there's a movie that you guys all took seriously that I laughed at and thought was dumb, and then everybody got mad at me. But that's my that's kind of my normal state of being is that everybody in movie night is mad at me. I'm trying to think of like. A movie that was supposed to be serious that people thought was serious that I thought that I laughed at. I'm sh- there's got to be one. I just I I struggle to think of anything. Mm-hmm. Cause there I I'm pickier. I find a lot of things dumb that you guys like. 
but I can't think of uh, I can't think of any examples that fit that bill of like where I th- I was laughing at it and everybody else thought it was like good. Yeah, I say like I'm so easy to please in that regard that I can't think of like doing that. Nope, I'm drawing a complete blank. I don't. Maybe there isn't one. Uh, I remember. I remember giving like a single. Ha! Uh, in Gladiator, but that was more. I don't know if I was breathing, <laughs> and I was just like more like in awe of what was happening. That like I just like in, involuntarily just kind of like made a noise. My brother, <laughs> my brother just like like turned and looked at me. Like I, I distinctly remember that when when he when he, when he stabs uh, Joaquin Phoenix in the neck at the end when they're fighting. Yeah, because I was I think it was just, it was just like a like I I could finally like stop wondering what was going to happen. Man, like the movie was over. That is a classic Adam example of like a movie that everybody loves that I just don't I don't get. I, I it's it's I can see how you know some of my things is just like long winded and or something like that. I don't know. I don't. I'm and to clarify, I'm not saying that's a bad movie. It's just like I don't get. I just don't get it. You don't but believe in ancient Rome, correct? Ancient Rome never existed. It's I knew it. All a plot of Italy? I don't know. Air Force One, Invisible President? I don't that's know a different I... sort of laughing that's, at a movie. That's completely different. And because like, I, cause and you a, pretty, in... a, a pretty inside joke. Because if you tried to explain <clears throat> Invisible President yeah. to somebody... Or Presidential Pool. It wouldn't be funny. Presidential yeah. pool, I think, is different. Presidential pool, you can kind of explain, and it's like it's so dumb that it's kind of funny that like a group of idiots came up with that idea. But invisible president, you're like, what? It was just, it was mostly just Jeff being funny. I think a movie like Stealth is just stupid. Like, it's not a movie that I don't think anybody thought was good. That's probably true. Did we laugh and a lot so, at Stealth? Stealth made no impact on me. There's one clip of from that movie that's very hysterical. No, I, th- I think that's it. Where he turns, <laughs> he turns around and looks completely insane. Yeah, it was a weird Frankenstein man. <laughs> um, the the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life, I think, is The Net. <laughs> It's either the net or Battlefield Earth. There, or the what is it? The Book of uh, Book of Henry. Book of Henry. Those are really bad. Like oh, in a group in a group of friends who gets together once a week and oftentimes laughs hysterically at bad movies. They were unwatchable. Like we barely I, made it through them. I th- I think for. How? Well, because like, I, I've, I've watched like a couple breakdowns of Book of Henry on like YouTube, uh, where smarter film nerds than me like talk about things, and, the, and when they show clips 
of the people that were making the movie talking about it as they're making it, I feel like that's the worst one because they genuinely thought that it was like an amazing movie. It's really bad. It just it, it basically stopped like a guy from like getting a Star Wars movie. Good. Like, he was like signed, he was like signed on. Like the director was like signed on. It's uh, really bad. To be like the like like directly like the like the eighth or ninth one, and then it's like ah, <laughs> uh, well, sorry, bud. It Colin Trevorrow. The only way I could ever figure out which one was worse is if week to week. We back-to-back watched The Net and Book of Henry, which I will never do. They were so bad. We can just say they're equal. And then Battlefield Earth, the last time I ever watched that was in movie night decades ago, like at the very beginning. I, I give stealth more of a pass for if... If you watch if we if you watch the net uh, in the year nineteen ninety five, it's not as bad. It's probably still not a good movie, but I think in ninety five it was good. Like the like the concept of like that was like the year like Windows like Windows ninety five came out in ninety five. So that like a lot of like that computer concept I think would have carried it. No, but it was it wasn't the uh, maybe. I just remember it being really bad and like so drawn out and so over exaggerated. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Why did you bring it, stealth it, it, into that? Did you mean Book of Henry? You said stealth. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. I don't. The net. I just. I remember like if it had had more of the goofy computer shit, it would have been more fun to watch. But it just took itself so seriously. Sandra Bullock. Yeah, and I think you could get away with that in 95 because, like, people didn't understand what computers were. So, like, the seriousness with which they were talking about computers seemed serious to you. So, since I, since I didn't know what a computer could really actually do in 95, mm-hmm. like, this, like, the things they were, like, talking about and how serious it all was seemed like that's what computers were in, like, the government. But why do I still love hackers? Well, that, that's because it wasn't trying to be a drama. Like, Hackers isn't a drama. It's like a fun, like, heist movie. Man, I love Hackers. I still love that movie. Um, it's, Book, it's, of it's, my, Book of Henry is my least favorite. Okay. I, I don't count that stupid movie that Matt made us watch his house, that, that that's dumb not cash a real, movie. That's not a real movie. Because that, that, that was a... That's the type of movie that's made for no money by people that think they're making a stupid movie. Yeah, they were like, just... They were trying to make a dumb movie. It was... Exactly. That it was trying to be its own in joke. No, get out of here. It doesn't count. It's not a movie. It's just no. It's like a, it's it's the same thing. It's like a guy with money from doing real estate or something was like, I can make a stupid action movie. Yep. Except that movie that he made is it's different than Cash. There's, oh there's yeah, a, there's I a, still need to watch that. There's an honesty to that movie. Listen, listening to Manzukas talk about that, I know that I need to watch that. And that's, and that's why I think, even though we'll, we'll go back to doing Picks of the Decade, I feel like that will be um, right after that. We'll probably that, just watch that one immediately. <clears throat> we need to watch that and Gator, or whatever that movie's called. Crawl? Crawl. Free on Prime. I know, but we need to. I, Jeff has said multiple times at this point, I want to watch that when we're back. 
back in live action. Um, you, you can watch you can watch Jeff get all fucking jacked <laughs> watching a movie when you watch him watch Crawl. A movie that I was genuinely surprised by was uh, uh, that I had never seen before before quarantine movie night was um, Social Network. Oh, that's old quarantine movie night. Yeah, I, no, Social Network. I wasn't surprised by. I liked that, but you've been telling me I'd like it for yeah. Decades. We've been singing his praises for forever. Um, I think the social network, I think if I had watched the year it had come out, I would have been like you. I would have been like, that's amazing. Watching it a decade after it was made, I think made it less impactful for me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I still really liked it. Um, I think I texted you after I finished it and said, I think it should have been not should have been. I think it would, it would make a great mini series. Like an HBO miniseries or something, because it it gets kind of rushed at the end, don't you think? What are you, yeah. What are you reading? Oh, I'm just printing up a uh, uh, printing up? list of movies. You're printing it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you own uh, a printer? Multiplicity. Nope. Uh, Under siege. Oh. I thought Under Siege was gonna be like. I don't have words for it. I was going to say, I thought it was going to be a lot more like dumb action than mm-hmm. it was. It was dumb action, but it, it fell more in line with like, uh, fuck. What was the movie where the, the, like the governor of Alabama got voted out of office because they blew up a part of the Capitol or whatever. What was that movie? Stone called? cold. Stone cold. Stone cold was not a bad movie. But Stone Cold was a dumb action movie, right? Mm-hmm. Stone Cold was a dumb, dumb, dumb action movie. Mm-hmm. Under Siege, I thought was going to be like that, but it was mm-hmm. more along the lines of like a Die Hard. Is it? Di- is that what everybody kept saying? Is Die Hard on a boat? Uh, yeah, he, they were definitely going for Die Hard on a boat. Okay, well that's what it feels like, and I love Die Hard, and I was just I'd never seen Under Siege. It was really fun I really liked under siege um yeah stone cold or drop zone drop zone was another one that was like dumb action but i had a lot of fun watching drop yeah. zone also when we watched when we watched drop zone i thought like it'll be like 3 or 4 weeks and we'll be back in regular movie night i think you just need Busey. it's fucking months later Busey Busey makes a bunch of movies I really liked uh, was great in Point Break. surfboards. Yeah, Point Break. But Point Break is more along the lines of like a dumb action movie. It's yeah, not... it's 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 dumb, uh, but it's it's got the it's got the budget of a uh, like a Lethal Weapon. It's like that sort of dumb action movie. Yeah, the Lethal Weapon I'd put more towards Die Hard. I don't really know how to explain what I'm trying to say. There's a seriousness with which Die Hard and Under Siege and Lethal Weapon take themselves that for whatever reason I'm willing to buy into in that movie. But mm-hmm. in Point Break, the seriousness mm-hmm. with which it's trying to take itself, I don't buy into and kind of laugh at. 
Yeah, and I, I think it's I think it's in on the joke the whole time, which I think helps it. You think like, it is? I don't think like you can't have Gary Busey yet, yet fucking yelling about like uh fuck with those sandwiches that he wanted to eat so bad, or like uh like because I I can't I can't imagine that when they were when like they named the character like Bodhi, right or like or like or like Bodhisattva. Like I can't imagine there's like. Uh-huh. They were cutting the bonsai tree. Like, we got it. I disagree. I think they thought they were being really... In the early 90s, naming, a, naming him Bodhi, and it's after a, a Hindu god. And, and like, how dramatic they made it when Busey died. I think that movie was trying to take itself pretty seriously, but I just thought it was kind of laughable. Or when, uh, when Swayze... I don't know if it's actually his little brother, but he keeps calling him little brother. When he dies... And then, like, the guy is cold at the end of the movie, and Swayze's trying to get the jacket on him, and he's like, you'll be fine, you'll be warm. And then he's just dead in the desert, and they just leave him. I it was, I thought they were trying to take it more seriously. Not, that's the end oh, of the I, I, that's funny. Like, I, I guess I didn't. I, I guess it's, I, I saw it as, like, a... Uh, an action movie that... It, I, I didn't think it was trying to be high art. Like I thought it knew uh, well, what it was doing. I don't think Die Hard or Under Siege are trying to be high art. I just they have a seriousness with which they take with which they take themselves. I don't that that I think Point Break was trying to achieve and just didn't. Interesting. I, I didn't think it was trying to achieve it at all. Huh. That's interesting. I, yeah. Yeah. I I I guess I I didn't. I, yeah, for some reason, I just, I just I felt that they were in on it the whole time. Weird. How is that the first time you've ever seen it? No. Okay, so maybe if I watched it again, I'd 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 be more in line with you. But having only seen Under Siege once, I just thought it was more in line with like a Die Hard, where they're try they're they're very earnestly trying to make John McClane into a a dynamic and deep character who changes mm-hmm. over the course of the movie uh, and who has kind of emotional depth while also being like a, you know, a John Wayne type guy. And mm-hmm. I thought that's what they were trying to do with Keanu where he's dynamic in that he, he changes over the course of the movie and he has great depth as a person and as a character I thought they were trying to do all that with like backstory about football and his football injury and that story. And it just, it kept falling, not falling flat, but kind of falling on the side of funny to me. Whereas John McClane or, uh, I don't know what his name is in under siege, whatever that character is, the seriousness with which they tried to treat that character. I don't know. It works for me, I guess is the best way to put it. Interesting. Cause I, 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 Neither one of us is going to be right or wrong, but it is no. it is interesting to to know we have two completely different perspectives on that movie. Had you ever seen Under they, Siege before? Yeah. Okay. I, I always thought of Under Siege as more of a comedy action movie. You did? That's funny. It's uh, like I laughed at a lot of Under Siege. Don't get me wrong. No. Yeah. But it's... I, 
I'm really struggling to come up with words to fully explain what I mean. And I won't just keep talking in circles about it, but like I think, they're just uh, different. It's, 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 the tone of them is different to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a fine line to walk to do that correctly. Uh, to do what? What is that in that sentence? So to be like Fast Five or Fast and Furious Six, where you are fully in on what you are. Yes. But you are still self-serious enough to believe everything the characters are doing in this world that is nonsense. And, but it's 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 it's, it's like in. But it's 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 so hard. It's so like it's such a such a weird accomplishment to like be able to create something that understands what it is, but still takes itself seriously enough I... to like. To be fully invested in what's happening, I it's such a weird. I fully concept. agree that it is an it is an accomplishment. That's, I do not tough. think that's easy to do. I think that is actually qu- pretty hard to do. Yeah, but do you think that's what Point Break is? Do you do you? I, I, I wouldn't give Point Break that much credit. Our point. Okay, so Point Break and and Fast Seven. What was the last one? Eight Fate of Furious. Where they steer a rocket by driving next to it. Yeah. Right. That was the last one. They're yeah, all blended. The rock throws a torpedo at a, at a submarine. Okay, they're all blended together in my head. Uh, so you don't; those aren't equal to you. Mm-mm. Okay, because yeah, I think what Fast and the Furious has done, and I, I don't, I don't, I can't think of another example right now. But what Fast and the Furious has done, where they create, like they have. They've done world building that as long as you buy into is if you buy into the world building that's done in those movies, the stories in those movies are so fun, right? Like it might be uh, like like Mission Impossible is probably one because like they've they've created this world for Ethan Hunt. That's a good example to exist in that. That works because like that, like that's a movie that knows what it is. Like those movies, but those movies have just become, like, that's really interesting, dude. Because those movies could not be more different in some respects, right? Correct. Like Mission Impossible is never trying to make jokes or be funny. It's yes, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not. It treats itself it's, very seriously. But that it, last it, it, Mission it's, Impossible it's, it's, movie. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just gonna, it, it, and they've they've developed, they've almost like grounded themselves more too. Like they they can be big and flashy, but they can also be intimate and like very like kind of like low key action too. Correct. Like it doesn't 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 need a huge set pieces. But the tone with which Mission Impossible movies deal with like nuclear weapons or something. Nuclear like weapons and and horrific amounts of death and destruction and suffering. Yeah. The tone that they deal with it is far different from like the Fast and the Furious movies. Where people will just die willy nilly. Yeah, like, so, like my bystanders are. Or almost... they'll make, or they'll make jokes about the impending doom. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But both of those movies, that last Mission Impossible movie, I love that movie. That movie was. Yeah. I've seen that movie several times now. It was. But you do have to buy into the world building that they supply. Yeah. I think I that's that's kind of a fun conversation point. That is a really specific talent and i don't think it's easy to do because you can you could easily make a pair like a movie that just falls into self-parody 
that isn't like good or funny you, that you can't take serious at all. No, that like yeah, which I think I think that's that's befallen a lot of uh, generic like action movies that have tried to like be like something else. Like that mummy movie that came out like a couple years ago. That I've never seen the trailers for. With like Tom I feel Cruise. like that's one of that. Like I'm assuming that fell into that category where it was. It tried to be something that it wasn't, and it just people were just like, no. Yeah, man. What is the winning formula there? That's interesting. It has to be like it has to be something that cares about it. It's like the. I feel like with. Because you have Tom Cruise in the Mission Impossible movies, and he's he's picked directors that 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 are huge and like powerful people that like he knows. Tom Cruise picks them. Yeah, like because he's basically in charge of the whole thing. I got a so pee. He, like, so, oh yeah. Can you talk about this for two minutes yeah. and then fill me back in? Yeah, I'll be right back. So you keep keep explaining what you're trying to explain to me. Okay. Like, what is the win? What is the winning formula? Okay. Uh, so like with the. But the Fast and Furious, no, Fast Furious, with the Mission Impossible movies, with the last three directors, four directors even, uh, he's picked directors that are kind of at the the height of their game and like specialists in their craft that he knows can give him in the movie like the reverence it needs in order for it to succeed in that sort of sort of in the universe that that it exists in um it's the same thing with fast and furious because it's the i feel like it's like the same guy that has done basically written Almost all of them. Let's see here. Bring up writers. Let's see, is it Chris Morgan? Best five, best six, best seven. Didn't do eight of them. I'm back. Sorry. What are you talking about? Um, that was a good piece. What do you do, Fate of Furious? So, like, he's like when it comes to Mission Impossible, it's some of the biggest directors that are very good at action storytelling. Like who? Like who? Uh, well, the first one was J.J. Abrams. He's the one that kind of resurrected Mission Impossible with Mission Impossible Three. Is and that is that just, the one with uh, what's his face Seymour Hoffman? Yes. Okay. And it's it's basically like literally like I I went back and watched some Alias episodes last week. Yeah. It's literally it's literally just like a, a one and a half or basically it's a two hour episode of the the show Alias. So Abram basically went to his wheelhouse. I've never seen uh, the third Mission Impossible. Uh, the fourth one. I believe was uh, Brad Bird, so he's the guy that did Incredibles and a couple other things. So like he knew how to do like action oriented set pieces mm-hmm. and like tell a story with his action. Okay. Uh, and then Christopher McQuarrie, the guy who did the last two, 
is almost is kind of uh, Cruz's go-to guy in recent years. Like he he trusts him inherently. What else He's did he like, do? He did like he did uh, uh, Live Die Repeat. What's that movie? Uh, I think it, I think great, they've officially changed the title to Live Die Repeat. I, I think so. Uh, I can't I, think I can't even remember that. what it was originally called. Uh, he did Jack Reacher. The so fuck like, is Jack? Like, Re- what's Jack Reacher? Uh, it's like a he's like a ex military police officer that like solves a crime. It's a, it's it's based on a series of like super popular books, but it finishes with uh, uh the, the the bad guys for her socks. That's cool. Uh, that movie was that movie wasn't terrible. That that was that was like that was a good kind of low key just action movie. Okay. Um, but these you could tell that the people cared about what they were making. Amber bailed on uh, her podcast, by the way. I went upstairs to watch Parks and Rec. What a bitch. Sorry, go uh, ahead. And then with the Fast and Furious movies, like the same guy has written five through eight. Like so it's there's a But there's you a, could really screw that up in directing and producing. Oh Yes. But uh let's see who directed Yeah, so like James Wan came back for seven. Uh he did no, I don't care what he produced. Hold on. Uh, you read that. I'm going to get to Kibby's two comments. He says, can oh, you yeah. imagine someone creating a convention for the celebration of bad movies? Then being a celebrity getting invited to this convention to speak about their horrible performance in a bad movie. Isn't that a thing? Didn't Halle, uh, didn't Halle Berry uh, like go on stage to accept an award for Catwoman? Yeah, for the, for the Razzies. And so did... Razzies, uh, okay. Uh, so did the lady from the net. I can't think of her name. Bullock. Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Uh, I'm literally yeah. clipping a hang now because it's bugging me. Uh, so like Justin Lin, he's he's done a few of uh, a couple of Fast and Furious. He's doing Fast 9. He did Fast and Furious. You know what uh, I haven't seen yet that I would love to watch for, for a, a quarantine movie night is uh, Hobbs and Shaw. It's not bad. I, ha- I haven't seen it. Well, I listened to the uh, How'd This Get Made with Adam Scott. Uh-huh. And it made me really want to watch it. But I don't think they, I'd have fun watching it alone. No. And their, their enthusiasm for... Like, I had to actually not listen to an episode when it came out. Okay. Because they were, they were talking about fast... Six, and instead of talking about the plot, I'm like, I care too much about this movie. <laughs> that like I can't listen to them talk about Fast Six because I don't want to know what happens. Um, um, but their their love, like all of them, like how much they like care about the the care like the world of the Fast oh. and the Furious is <clears throat> is endearing because I'm like, like it's it, it made me happy that they liked it just as much as I did. It's, it's special what they're doing. I really think it is. By the way, uh, you ever want to sponsor us, you can. You know what beer I always forget I really, really like? Summit EPA. Classic. I, it's just a, it's, it's a good beer. Yep. <laughs> but I, I'll always like, because when I buy a Summit like summer sampler, they just throw the EPA in there because it's good. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have one. I'm like, oh yeah, I forget. I really like this. Like, I should just buy Summit EPA every so often. 
Mm-hmm. I just forget that I really enjoy it. Um, the other, uh, another movie that does the same thing, that's doing a bunch of world building, but I, I really care about the character, and I really care about what's going on, is I can't think of the name of it. Ke- Keanu. The Matrix. No. Oh, Jack. Oh, John Wick. John Wick. Thank you. <laughs> That movie does not take itself seriously. It doesn't take fight. itself seriously. It does a but whole. It, does. it builds a whole world. Yep. It and it's fucking awesome. Yep. I still. I don't think I'll ever forget. I had never seen them, and you guys had seen the first two, and I thought they looked like such a waste of time. Like I didn't want to watch them. Mm-hmm. And you guys were like, "No, trust me. If you liked Fast and the Furious, whatever we watched for movie night before we went to see Fate of the Furious." Mm-hmm. you'll like uh, now all I can think of is Jack Reacher what is it called? John Wick. John Wick good lord you'll like John Wick and I was like okay so we, we were watching it and like right before that movie really like kicks in it's like the first 15 minutes I was like "Is it, can I go pee right now or will I miss something and everybody, everybody's kind of silent for a second they were like we can just pause it we'll just pause it yeah, and, I was like, yeah, we'll just wait. and I was like okay so I ran and went pee and then came back and like 10 seconds later the first the first one john the first john wick kicks off and just does not stop and then the third john wick was the first one where i thought what i thought one scene in that whole movie went on too long and it was where they were fighting with the dogs yes they, it was like that, that was a- it was like four minutes too long mm-hmm. or maybe four minutes might be it, you know, maybe it was a minute and thirty too long. I don't know, but it just went on a little bit too long. But that the knife fight in that movie was so good, where they're like, like fighting I, in a room of knives. Because yeah, it's it's such a like I I knew I was gonna like that movie at probably I don't know minute three when which one the first one yeah okay when he calls John Leguizamo because he hit his kid. And he's like. He uh, stole John Wick's car. Yeah. Oh. And everyone's like, everyone knows who John Wick is, and like, like just them saying the name, I'm just like, this is so dumb. It's amazing. I love it. It's, 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 it's very fun, and it does a really good job. And I really, I think that's. It's just, I, I'm sure other people have talked about it, but I haven't had a chance to talk about it. I think it's very hard to do, mm-hmm. to walk that line. Uh, yeah, that's I, like like we, we we put out three great examples, but with all the movies that don't make a, a dent, there's so many that come out to try and do it that just can't. No, I'm sure there's tons that try to be. You know, Mission Impossible. I want to I want to go back to that. Mission Impossible does make jokes because it's got Simon Pegg. He kind of supplies the comedy bits. Even of that Cruise movie. does to a sense because he like keeps throwing himself in stupid situations, and you'll see his face being like. Oh yeah. God, no! <laughs> like, <laughs> man, that, that whatever. What was the last Mission Impossible? Five, six, seven? Uh, we'll go with six, five. I can't remember. The bike, the the motorcycle chase scene uh, in that movie. When that I... motorcycle chase scene was over, I like I had to laugh at myself. I li- I remember I was sitting. I think I was sitting next to you. Probably yeah. I'm pretty sure I was sitting next to you. Eating breakfast at the owl. <laughs> and then I think Katie and Mike might have been on my other side, but I was like 
forward. I was sitting forward with my hands on my knees and my hands on my face like this. Watching that motorcycle chase. And when it finally ended, I like sat back and went, and then I looked at you and I had to laugh because I'm pretty sure it was you. It was either you or Nick. I looked at somebody and laughed because I was like, it was so, it's so cool. And I was, I was genuinely surprised that like I did not exist in the movie theater for the five or six minutes that that chase was going on. It mm-hmm. wasn't me sitting in a chair. I was fully, what's his name? Ethan, not Ethan, Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt. I was just fully Ethan Hunt. Mm-hmm. For, and that, like, f- for as much of a snob as I feel like I am sometimes, or just like how much I'll look at like Marvel movies as the classic example of this podcast and be like, that's mm-hmm. not a, that's a waste of my time or whatever dumb douchey thing I say. I was so pleasantly surprised at the end of that. Just like, man, all reality left me for those six minutes. I f- that fucking bike chase scene is so just good. Flying around the Arctic, just flying around the Arctic tree ops. It's so like- good, dude. It's so good. I want to get to Kibby's uh, first question here. He said, yeah. you see that Mission Impossible plays strongly off the w- double, w- <laughs> 007 fan base? Uh, yeah, very much so. I would say that Mission Impossible is doing 007 better than 007 has been lately. I, I, had, a, I had a ranking. like So back when Skyfall was the last one. Which one was Skyfall? Uh, that's the one where they end up uh, at the burning house at the end. Yeah, okay. That's the uh, only, the, that's the, the, the one, last like really good one. That's the one with uh, what's the most you've ever lost in a coin toss? What's that dude's name? Yeah, Javier Bardem. Yes. Because uh, like the, my, my my three layers of secret agent were uh, Fast and Furious was you know the best in cars. Okay. Uh, then Mission Impossible was like more. Oh, like so a this isn't ranking. This is just layers. This yes, yeah, just layers. It's more okay. like a lighthearted, fun. 007. 007 is just the always serious. Like even even the comedy is like deadly serious. Like there's no there's 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 fun to be had, but it's not like it's not like openly laughing in this movie. Like there's nothing there's not real comedy happening in 007. Okay. Uh and so like those three kind of existed almost in like the same plane of like the different ways you could do world building in an action movie. Yeah, with like weird like secret agent people to almost all, all trying to save or you know defeat some bad guy, but just doing it in just completely, completely different ways. Like mm-hmm. they they couldn't be more different in their storytelling. Okay. But but in the end, there's a singular bad guy doing something, and they're all trying to stop them. It's just do you get there by driving cars out of a plane? Do you like you know like how do you get to this? How do you, how do you, how do you get to your final showdown? I've never been a very big dub. I would keep. Trying to say W double O seven fan. I loved mm-hmm. Goldeneye when I was a kid, like that movie. Oh, that was great. Uh, and then I remember trying to watch or, like the Sean Connery double O sevens. And I think the age that I was, mm-hmm. like thirteen, fourteen, combined with what I like, what I was brought to expect because of Goldeneye, I just didn't like those movies, and I've never tried to rewatch them ever. I think I've seen one of them. That's the thing. I haven't really seen like any of the. I think this like the pre like Brosnan stuff. Okay. I have. I haven't watched. Uh, I watched. What's up, Javin? Full shark, Christmas shark. 
I watched Goldeneye. Me and Donnie watched like every Pierce Brosnan one religiously. Uh-huh. I do not remember any of them. I only remember Goldeneye. I remember the name and Christmas then- Jones because that was Niece Richards. And she was a nuclear scientist in a tank top, and that was amazing. Don't remember that at all. Didn't know Denise Richards was the one. Uh, and then Halle Berry was another one. Uh, she was Jinx. No memory of that. Uh, those, those are the the other two that. I think there might have been. I think, been a, uh, I think he may have done four, but they, the rest of them suck. Man, I have no. I <laughs> have Goldeneye, zero Goldeneye memory of them. But I, I couldn't. Like one of them's like about like a newspaper magnate. Uh, one of them's about. Did I like, see these movies? One of them's about like oil pipelines. Um, guy with diamonds in his face. That's the that's the Jinx one. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Like they were, they thought so much of like what they thought those Bond movies were. Yeah, they were gonna give Halle Berry her like a solo Jinx movie. But instead, we had Man, instead we got Catwoman. I have no memory of those. And then the uh, who's the current Bond? That dude with blue eyes, who's he? Vanderbeek. What? James Vanderbeek. No, who's the who's the current Bond? Inspector. It'll tell me. Um, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. The only thing I really remember from those is the one that ends with the burning house. Yep. And then one that ends with a lady drowning. I think. That was the one. That was the first one he did. That was Casino Royale. I remember Casino Royale being good. It, it was a lot more uh, like low key. It was very. That was like Bond. It was supposed to be like a Bond becoming Bond. It was very brooding. Yes. Okay. Yes, and, and, and that's a good. That's a good way to put it. You know, on my on my secret agent scale, 007 Daniel Craig. The Craig's, most brooding. They're, they're like brooding. Yes. Uh, Ethan Ethan Hunt can be brooding. He can, but you also know that he's like it. Well, I guess like Bond's also mentally unstable, but they're mentally unstable in different ways. Man, <laughs> they, they, they could they could be they could not be more cocksure. Those two men in their abilities to do anything at any given time. But I think you have to be if you're if you're that guy. <laughs> I mean, I think that's true of like any kind of if you're if you're any kind of. Like, if you look at the two kind of most famous military guys right now, I would guess that they're probably Jocko Willink and uh, David Goggins. Oh, just like just like famous like personalities? Personalities that are former military. Those two mm-hmm. dudes are very sure of themselves. I think you just need to be that. <laughs> oh, if you're going to be a Marine, you have to be like, yeah. Uh, Javin said bleeding eye Mads? Yeah, Mads Mickelson. That was the bad guy in Casino Royale. Uh, neither one of those guys are Marines, by the way. They were both Navy SEALs. Sorry? Thank you for your service. <laughs> I'm just saying they're like they're the two most famous kind of military, current military or modern military guys that I can think of, and they both have... Well, David Goggins has like YouTube stuff, but he doesn't have a podcast, but they're both just very... Like you said, cocksure. They're just very assertively sure of themselves. Um, man, I really want to watch the most recent mission. Of, mission yeah, of I, I might, I might fall asleep to it. We'll see. <laughs> Just start it up. It. I feel like if I started it up, I'd watch the whole thing. Like even the. That's the danger. I was up till like 
the first time I like bought it on Voodoo, like like oh let's put this on, lay down. Nope. And then I was You're just gonna like, watch the like, whole in the morning. When that even when he skydives with Henry Cavill, mm-hmm. it's just good. It's just it's just good. It's funny, like they, I'm they really wanted hungry. to I replace, think I'm gonna make scrambled eggs before I go to bed. They wanted to replace Tom Cruise. Why? Like, in the one with the Burj Khalifa nonsense, like the crazy like sandstorm stuff. Uh, it also has I don't remember that. Oh fuck the guy who plays Hawkeye. You would know. Um Yeah, I know I know Hurt exactly Locker. who you're talking about. Yeah, Hurt Locker guy. Yeah, uh, he played the bow and arrow guy. Yes, like they the were Marvel thinking movies. that was Renner. Renner Jeremy yes, yes, Renner. Uh he would be the replacement for him, but then they completely rewrote the script and there's like, no, we're just gonna stick with Tom Cruise. Man, I'd have trouble thinking of a who would make a good Ethan Hunt. I no one. You almost have to just start over again with a different movie. Wait, you're saying or, you're or saying you complete, like or you have to make a You're saying uh, after Tom Cruise you can't make new Mission Impossible movies? You could but you'd have to completely reboot it and I don't oh, man. That'd be tough. That's kind of a fun thought exercise. That's kind of a misuse of the word thought exercise. <laughs> No, like we're thinking, we'd be thinking. I'd be thinking hard. Who would? Yeah, if you were so, Tom Cruise is like. At a certain point, I got to imagine Tom Cruise is going to be too old to play Ethan Hunt. It might not happen yes. for another thirty years. Uh, oh, that's right. How do I ban Schwat? We keep doing it, but he keeps making burner accounts. <laughs> um. Just dead air. Yeah, so at a certain point, Tom Cruise will be too old to play mm-hmm. Ethan Hunt. So you reboot the series, sure. But who's going to be Ethan Hunt? Like, you do what 007 does, where you just do a new... You have a new Ethan Hunt. It's funny. Robert I, Pattinson? I, 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 thought, I, I don't thought know anything about Pattinson, him. But I, I need to see him do... Uh, I, w- I want to see him be funny. I... Because like I, I feel like you, like a Robin Pattinson could be like a it, like the way I see it in my mind is more Bondish, more more that sort of uh, spy suave. But if, yeah, suave. But if you could show me uh, a funnier Robert Pattinson, that's it. Like I don't hate it. Like he was really good in the Lighthouse. Like I've come to really like. I still haven't seen. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen Good Time because I, I keep. It's one of those movies where I, I see it and I want to hit the play button, but I'm like. I don't know if I want to watch Good Time right now. I haven't seen uh, Lighthouse. I haven't seen Robert. No, I immediately bit on Robert Pattinson because I haven't seen him. I have never seen him act in a movie ever. I don't think. Is he in one of the Harry Potter movies? He is. Oh, that's that's, that's true. Before he was in Twilight, he was the only. The he, only he was, he, the, he, he was the fun. He, I don't want to say fun. He was a nice like kind of more popular jockey uh, character that does that Quidditch game The in, only like, the second or third movie. Can you look this up quick? The only Harry Potter movie I've ever seen is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Is he, in, that. Is he in that one? Because then I have seen him in a movie. Do they do Quidditch? I think Quidditch is a big part of that. I think they do Quidditch in all of them, probably. Okay, Schwartz says he is. Okay, so then I, I've seen him act in one movie... Over a decade ago, in a movie theater with Amber, 
and Amber and I were doing other stuff. And not watching. But he left. He left such a mark on you. And not watching the movie. Uh, this was. This was like. This is almost fifteen years ago now. Holy shit! No, this is over fifteen years ago now. I'm fully on board. I'm in. I can't. Captain. Hold the on. Villain of the movie in a twist is Danny Radcliffe. Done. Sign me up. Mission uh, Impossible Seven. <laughs> I guilted Amber into into coming back when I went upstairs and saw that she was watching Parks and Rec. I guilted her into coming back into the podcast. Yes, sixteen years in August, we will have been together. Um, and she says Cedric is his name. He gets killed. So I guess I've seen Robert Pattinson. The other guy, I was gonna say maybe but he also might be more of a suave bond like you're saying is uh ooh tom hardy is good javin just said tom hardy uh i was gonna say the the handsome man who's in that dancing movie ryan gosling would ryan gosling make a good hunt or would he make a better bond no like gosling can be funny like we saw him do comedy in in uh, uh, that movie with Russell Crowe. Yes. Yeah. Gosling might make a good hunt. Uh, okay. So Schwartz says, does Tom Cruise replacement have to be a Scientologist? I'd rather he not. <laughs> Javin says, keep, yeah. it, keep it in the that, Toms. Yeah, we, 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 we can cut off the whole Scientologist thing after Tom. Yeah. We can sever those ties. Um, I might... I, the, so the only thing I know... Uh, Robert Pattinson's acting is the Harry Potter movie I barely watched because there was a pretty girl with me. In the Lighthouse trailer. In the Lighthouse <laughs> trailer. I still need to see the Lighthouse. Uh, Robert. I, Robert. Uh, Ryan Gosling I might like better as the new Ethan Hunt. He's funny. I think he can play serious. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of. I I may have only seen Ryan Gosling in that one movie though, because I never saw Dancy Time Hollywood movie. Uh, you, you, you saw Drive. Oh, he's really good in Drive. I might like Gosling better than I like uh, Pattinson. Pattinson, but I might like Tom Hardy better than I like Gosling. This is fun. I Oof. I can do this for a while. Talk about who could replace Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt. Because Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt, when I was like, I think I was a preteen. What year did oh, that? You're talking, you're talking about uh, Mission Impossible One. What year did Mission Impossible One come out? He's been Ethan Hunt for a minute. Nine six. Ninety six. Yeah. I was 10? eleven years old. I was what? I was just into Double Dig. But double I was ditch. I was preteen. So he's been Ethan Hunt for a while. Mm-hmm. Tom Hardy, I think Tom Hardy is leading the pack for me. Is Tom Hardy too beefy? Is he like too thick in the neck? That that was the. That's one of the things I like about Ethan Hunt. Is he's like, a, he's just a guy in the he's way a, he's built. Yeah, Tom Hardy's got a thick ass neck. Yeah, like he got like he like Tom Hardy can get big for like movie for like a Dark Knight Returns, like a Bane size man. What's a movie that dude's not thick? Uh, he's not. He's not. He's not huge in Inception. 
Yeah, he is. He's bigger than every other motherfucker in that movie. He is, but he's not like overwhelmingly big. Oh, what about Joseph Gordon-Levitt? JGL. Could he make a good Ethan Hunt? JGL might be a better uh, if if you had to lose Simon Pegg. No, I don't think he fills Simon Pegg's shoes. I okay, okay, okay. All right, JGL's <laughs> off. Off table. All right, JGL's off. I thought he would have been. I thought he could make it, but I guess everybody's shitting on me. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep that. I might like him better than Tom Hardy. Actually, I think I'm writing Tom Hardy off because he's too. He's too. Too beefy. He's like it'd be like Henry Cavill being Ethan Hunt. They're just too. They're too thick. I. I That's I, what I, I like about I, Ethan Hunt. Is he's he's more of like a, a normal stature dude. Tom Hardy's probably not that tall, but that dude is. He's Australian. He could be. He might be fucking jacked. Well, it's like uh, who's fighting Max Holloway this weekend? Why can't I think of his name all of a sudden? He's from New Zealand. What the fuck is his name? Oh, wait. Pattinson's out. Why? Batman. Pattinson's a new Batman? I can see that. Batman 2021. He's going to be Batman. He'd be a. He's. I could see him as a really good Batman. Okay, so now we got Gosling. I'm keeping. I'm keeping JGL in there because I what I like about Joseph Gordon-Levitt is that he's more like an everyman. He's not super buff. I I like that about Ethan Hunt is that you know, Ethan Hunt's not super buff. He's not super tall or super strong or anything. He's just like a normal guy who's really fucking good. And I think I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt fills those shoes better than anybody, but that's not the only criteria. Uh, let's see. Like, like Paul Rudd came in my head, but he's he's not suave enough. Paul Rudd's too goofy. I, yeah, anybody, Paul Rudd's too goofy. Anybody who asked for a nude tane and <laughs> <laughs> a hat wobble, I can't I can't take seriously as Ethan Hunt. JGL has those premium rush calves. True, his legs are probably dynamite. I think he might be my my front runner right now, despite uh, getting yelled at by by Schwatt and Javin. <laughs> I really like Where's Tom. There? I did like Tom Hardy at first until I thought about like a super buff Ethan Hunt, and I don't like that. I don't like not even super buff, just like a really muscular. I want him to be more normal because <laughs> he's not a superhero. That's what I like about Ethan Hunt. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if that's one of the things they were kind of going for in the last one by putting him up against Henry Cavill. Yeah, but I, I have the dichotomy who, of those of those two men who literally played Superman. Yeah, Henry and Cavill. Was, watching Henry Cavill in Mission Impossible, it's it's one of those moments where you see an actor and you're like, "That's not fair." <laughs> How good looking and in shape that Too man shredded. is! It's not fair to the rest of us. The num the prime example of that is uh, Thor. What's his name? Yeah, Hemsworth. Nobody should get to be Hemsworth. You're insanely buff, super good looking, and really funny and charming. It's not fair. It's not fair. Yeah, it's it's a it, it must be a hard life to live <laughs> for him. Um, why don't you? D- People should either email us or tweet at us. Who do you think should be the next uh, Ethan Hunt? I'm going with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. 
I think I like him better than Gosling. I really do. I'm going JGL. Email us. Uh, you can email us at this might sound stupid at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at TMSS underscore podcast. Uh, and let us know who you think, which actor should replace Ethan Hunt. I'm curious to know what people think. Because I, I, got, I got strong reactions to JGL, but I think he's my number one right now. I What's, wonder if they would do a movie. Who's your like number one? Next, me? Yeah. I was sad that Pattinson was already Batman. That's not an answer. That's my answer. <laughs> um, I was thinking that I, I wonder if they here here it is Dan's plot doesn't necessarily set up a new character, but can put a bookend on this era Mission Impossible. Ethan Hunt dies. Dan's doing a finger pyramid. A third of the way into the movie? Okay. Catches everyone off guard. Uh, so then it's just left up to uh, Simon, Simon Pegg, Peg. Ving Rhames, and Ilsa to like bring an end to that kind of era of Mission Impossible. And then there's a Mission Impossible reboot with a totally new character? Someone else. Yeah, like, I don't know if this person would appear in the movie. But do you that, want... That's... Go ahead. That's tough. I want the same vibe from Mission Impossible, though. No, so, so do I. I want more that every man... So I'm, I'm trying not to pick out the fact that Tom Cruise... It doesn't. It doesn't, like the height doesn't necessarily matter to me. I just want Tom Cruise. He's in good shape, but he's not shredded. He's in good shape, but he's not like thick-necked with tree trunk legs. You know what I mean? Like he's just. What I really like about Ethan Hunt is he's just a guy. And even Ryan Gosling is like Ryan Gosling. Is I said Gosling. Ryan Gosling is too handsome. He's just like too over the top. I want somebody more in the middle for me. I'm not saying that it has to be the answer for everybody. I'm just saying for me, I want more of an everyman guy from whiplash. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not. Oppo- um, I'm not opposed to that. Creed. What Creed? Uh, the guy who plays Creed. How about him? If they if they went uh, if they went black. Oh yeah, let's uh, do that. I'm I'm down for that. But that see again that dude's too thick necked. How about Sean? Uh, uh, ah shit. He he's, definitely is now that he's been like getting fucking hyperjacked to be Creed and be in the Black Panther movie. Oscar Isaac, who's that? Oh, uh, he's uh, he's hotshot pilot from one of the Star Wars. I'm trying to think if there's a movie. Uh, you didn't. I don't. You didn't necessarily like Annihilation, but he's he's her husband. I don't remember. Um, Oscar Isaac. He's the husband. Ex Machina. He's the guy that uh, he's the billionaire that uh, that invites him to his house. Hmm. Which one's Annihilation? Is that Natalie Portman? 
Yep. I did too like that. I, I couldn't remember what, how you felt about that. Well, you were very... <laughs> you were very I remember you told me it was subpar trash. Is what I, is, I, that's, that's your words, not mine. Oscar uh, Isaac... Yeah, he's ex machina. He yeah, might I, be I, I, really I don't hate good. Him. I, I like this. Hmm. I, Does he beat JGL for me? Ooh, he looks good with a beard. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Ha- I'm not hating that. Uh, Man, that nail on the head right there. Not hating that. Ah, uh, he might be my front runner right now. That's a really good answer, Javin. Yeah. Who would I? You know well, what I would. I would also honestly love to see 007. 007 for to be played by a black man. I don't think there's anybody better than Idris Elba. I do well, not. 007 is now going to be a black woman. So there, there goes your fantasy. Cool, but I do not know why you wouldn't make Idris Elba 007. That I, I, I feel like now as far as black actors go, who would make a good uh, Ethan Hunt? Cause, uh, yeah, because yeah, Creek guy is probably a little too big. I can't. I don't know why I can't have his name right now. John Boyega, he's kind of fun. John Boyega. How about Sean Astin? Or what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sean Astin. Who am I thinking Rudy, of? Rudy. Not Sean Astin. Hold on. John Boyega. I gotta look him up. I don't know names. John Boyega. Uh, oh, John Boyega. This guy would be good. But you know who I think would make it maybe a good. Ethan Hunt? What if you did uh, Childish Gambino? What's his name? I can't think of his name right now. He could, yeah. He, he, can, he could, I think he could play the character. I think he could be Ethan Hunt. Yeah. He, he did a good job as... Uh, Why can't uh, I think of his name? I liked him in Community before I liked him as uh, Childish Gambino. Fuck. He did a good job. John Boyega uh, might be a good 007, actually, when I'm looking at him. There's so, many pi- there's so many pictures of him in suits and tuxedos. He's so suave. Yeah, yeah, yeah Glover did a good a, a good uh, Donald Glover. Yeah, Donald Glover might make a good Ethan Hunt. Interesting. What? It's just... It's just uh, you know, if if he wasn't going to be uh, Spike Spiegel in Cowboy Bebop, uh, Donald John, Glover's John gonna Show. Be... Oh, no, no, okay. John John Show is is uh, would be a a good. Uh, I thought you were I, saying I Donald Glover was going to be Spike, and that made me excited. No. <laughs> he would be cool as Spike, <laughs> though, dude. Yeah, I, I can see him pull that off. Um, okay, so this is not going to be good. I, we don't have a way during quarantine cast to put Chrome up on our cast, but I feel like this look... Oh, that looks pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. This look for Donald Glover, I feel like he'd make a really good Ethan Hunt, too. Mm-hmm. More of a... Or like this... Oh, he looked. Yeah. He looked thicker in the uh, the other picture. You, you need, like, I, I, you know, if he's going to be fighting, he will at least have to be a little. Tom Cruise is not that thick, though. Yeah, he, he doesn't get a lot of weight in his head. No, he can't do it with a mustache. So okay, 
I think my two uh, my two answers for who can replace Ethan Hunt it's either Oscar Isaac or Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. I think either one of those dudes. I don't know much I, about Oscar Isaac besides Ex Machina. What else has he been in? He's been in the last few Star Wars movies. I have no, I'm never uh, going to see those ever. No, I know. Must uh, <laughs> watch them for movie night, I guess. He would. Yeah, you never seen Inside Llewellyn Davis. I don't really have a memory of him from Annihilation. What are you looking up? Uh, he's in Triple Frontier. Now this is some action movie on Netflix. I guess Ethan Hunt. If if Ethan Hunt requires any comedic side to him, Donald Glover could really do it. Hmm. Uh, I think Donald Glover could also. I haven't seen him as Lando, and I probably never will unless we watch those for movie night. But I think oh, he. Fuck! I forgot that he's in Drive. Oscar Isaac is. Yeah, he he's her actual husband. That kind of like comes back from jail. Like you, you would have to like look at him, like, and we'd even like realize it. Man, yeah. that's weird. Okay. Um, but still, the, I'm trying to think if he has any comedic chops in him. But Ethan Hunt doesn't really have a lot. Like I said, I think Simon Pegg fills more of that role. No, like like uh, Ethan Hunt is more of a Han Solo. Like that's the sort of comedicness he needs. It's very which like, I he think can be, he can be deadly serious, but he can also be. I think Donald Glover can do both those things. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Man, I want that to start trending on Twitter. Donald Glover is the new Ethan Hunt. Or, like you said, Ethan Hunt dies and Mission Impossible gets rebooted with Ethan Hunt. You can even keep Simon Pegg and Ving yeah. Rhames and uh, what's the other, the lady character? Ilsa? Ilsa. I, I, I can't remember what her actual name is. Because um, I actually like that idea, Dan. That That Ethan Hunt actually does eat it or potentially walks away in the sunset with his lady interest that's all always in there. Her. Elsa. Yeah. He he won't go back to his he won't go back to his first wife from uh three. That's uh that's 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 over and done with. Um but yeah, that would actually work really well and then bring in man. That could work really well, actually, when you think about it, that uh, you could bring Donald Glover in with Simon Pegg. They're funny together. Then bring Donald Glover into a, a more serious moment in the movie. And then Donald Glover finishes the movie in the new Ethan Hunt role. And then the next Mission Impossible is all Donald Glover. I'm actually like I think that's a really cool idea. Actually, yeah, I'm in. I'll write it, Tom. I know they're already both in pre-production, but uh, that would holler. that would be really cool. And I've I love Donald Glover. I love Donald Glover uh, in Community. His stand-up special that he did was good. Uh, I really like. I actually went to see Childish Gambino live. I think that's one of the last live concerts I went to. <laughs> um, and I really liked Atlanta, too. That was a good show. I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever watched that. Mm-hmm. That was one of the old... I don't think I ever finished Atlanta. I think that was right around the time Nemo started interrupting my ability to watch TV. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap up. It's 9.55. 
Uh, to those of you who tuned in live tonight, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Uh, there's never any obligation to tune in live, obviously, but it is fun. It's been interesting to see how this podcast has uh, developed from the very beginning. I think my I think one of my favorite parts is the chat chat interaction. Yeah, of the of, course. Po- of the of the podcast, um, Kibby. I don't know if you're still watching, but I'm glad I'm 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 glad you checked in, man. I'm glad to know you're good. Like I said, it was some uh, some day this week. I was falling asleep, and I was like, "Man, Kibby hasn't been on the podcast in a while. I wonder why that is." And then I thought to myself, like, "Oh man, I, I hope he didn't get COVID. I hope he's not sick." So I'm glad to know you weren't sick. And uh, yeah, once again, thanks for just helping out your community, man. It's a good thing to do. Um, Yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Also, as an example of Rob's random topic and why I say you can't judge the topic, I thought tonight's topic was going to suck. I really, I thought it was just going to fall flat. I thought tonight Mm -hmm. it was going to be like, Dan and I are going to say the room and we're not going to have much else to talk about. We talked about it for literally the rest of the podcast. I, I, I Almost an I, hour. I, 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 if I think it's going to suck, I work hard. I work harder to save it. Do you? Yeah. I think I go, I go for either one. I just always am like, like last week's I was predicting was going to be really good. And I think it would have been better if more people tuned in live, mm-hmm. but we had like nobody in chat last week. Um, and so there wasn't, there wasn't like a lot of ability to talk about children's educational TV mm-hmm. shows. I think there would have just been more chat interaction last week, yeah. but yeah, tonight I thought was just going to, I thought I had another topic pulled up that had been emailed to us, uh, to be ready to talk about. And then we just talked about that. I, I thought that who can play the new, th- new Ethan hunt. I think that's a very fun yeah. conversation topic but yeah i gotta get going to bed because my daughter's sleeping like shit right now so aurora if you're yeah, listening to this years tonight. if you're listening to this years from now aurora fuck you <laughs> pay for your dad to go to Oktoberfest. i love you but fuck you <laughs> um yeah thanks for tuning in everybody it's always a lot of fun uh if this is your first time listening to us you can subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts, whatever. Um, also, if you know of anybody who you think would be interested in our dumb conversations about stupid shit, tell them about our podcast, man. Just let them know. Just say, hey, there's a podcast that these two dudes do. It's not really compelling, but it's just kind of a nice escape. Uh, it's just something nice to listen to. That's all we're really trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, let them know. Let them know to check us out. Um, you can also follow us on Twitch. This might sound stupid on Twitch, and you can follow us on Twitter at this might sound or tmss underscore podcast on Twitter t at tmss underscore podcast. Uh, and if you ever want to email us a random topic, we do cover other people's random topics from time to time. Um, you can email us at this might sound stupid at gmail dot com. We are brought to you, as always, first and foremost, by Joy the Good Boy, who is zonked out. He got to play with his his dog friend all day today, Watson. Joey's zonked out. 
We're also brought to you by Mike Long, the wonderful and talented designer from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Dan, I'm going to see you tomorrow morning. Yep. Sorry, I was starting music. You can't hear that anymore. Can't hear it. Can you? Mm-hmm. Can't wait till we're just back to doing podcasts in person. Although this isn't that bad. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be well. Have a good night. What he heard? You he heard? You he heard something?